welcome to the Better Birth Podcast with Erin Fung, hypnobirthing instructor. Join me as I talk to industry experts about all things birth, pregnancy and beyond. So welcome and thank you for joining our little session. Um, so I'm just going to introduce myself and then I will hand over to Louise to introduce herself and then um, we can open up to any questions that you might have to, to ask Louise. Um, so Adina, you already know me, so I apologise for <laughs> stating the obvious, but um, for, the, for um, the benefit of Kate, um, I am Erin, I'm a hypnobirthing instructor um, in Bromley um, and I have um, three children um uh the youngest is uh, one uh my middle baby is five and my oldest has just turned eight um and um i had very three very different births um with with my three uh, children um so uh, progressing from not so great to amazing home birth with my last um and i used hypnobirthing with uh, my second and third children so um and it made such a huge difference to me that I decided to train and start teaching hypnobirthing um, so that's that's where I kind of um, got my uh, my drive to to work in kind of the birth world and and so on um, and I've been doing a series of these Q&A sessions with uh, different birth um, and health professionals to, to try and provide women with some extra support particularly during uh, COVID and, and lockdown where um, there hasn't been as much support and there's not been as much opportunity for pregnant women to ask um, health professionals and midwives and whoever else for, uh, for, um, for support and, and, and questions and things. And I wanted to provide opportunity for, for women to be able to get, um, get more information. Um, so that's just a little bit about me. Um, Louise, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, hello. Um, I'm Louise Charles. I am a personal trainer and I'm also a hypnobirthing instructor. Um, so I'm a mother of three also. I've got a five-year-old, a four-year-old and a 10-month-old. Um, I did hypnobirthing with all my children um, and I qualified, as a per so I qualified as a personal trainer about 11, 12 years ago and I worked for a couple of years doing that. Then I actually went back to my corporate job. And then after having my second, so about four years ago now, I went back to personal training um, because it was my passion really. And I really wanted to work with women pre and postnatally, um, supporting them sort of recover from birth and supporting them to train throughout their pregnancy as well. Um, I, I became a hypnobirthing instructor, about, well, this time last year I did my training. Um, and I, it's been really nice sort of marrying the two together. Um, so thank you for letting me come on, Erin, and You're welcome. Sort of answer any questions that anyone's got about pre and postnatal fitness. So does anybody want to kick off with any, any specific questions that you wanted to ask Louise? I do have a question. I don't want to... Yeah, I'll, go, I'll ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I've got um, quite bad uh, pelvic, well, I don't know on a scale, but um, not great pelvic girdle pain currently. Um, had it since about 24 weeks and it's, I'm usually pretty active and it's kind of stopped me. Um, 
so I'll come back to that in a minute but my main concern really is thinking about after birth am I still going to be trying to drive my legs behind me or is what can I do now to make sure that after I've had you know I've got this little person to look after (laughs) I can be mobile and more because I I'm trying to do physio at the minute and all the rest of it and I'll keep pushing through it but my main concern really is after so have you been have you been referred at the moment by your GP to Uh, yeah so I've got uh had a couple of sessions of physio Mm. I've just booked in for a um an ost with an osteopath because somebody said that might be helpful as well yeah I'm not yet though but so I had the same thing actually in my first two pregnancies um and it was particularly bad in my second one as well so I really feel your pain quite literally it's horribly uncomfortable and also really frustrating um particularly if you're used to being active and training so um I hold that (laughs) um so in terms of things that you can do yeah um, it's difficult at the moment I don't know where do you live um Nottingham Okay, so I don't know if your any of your local swimming pools are open or anything, but oh. swimming yeah. is really good when you've got SPD. Um, but don't do breaststroke legs. That's really important. So anything where you're... No, swimming, I've been swimming and sort of drag my left leg behind me. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to work. Doing front crawl. For some yeah. reason, it's not always the left leg that hurts, but when I'm doing front crawl, that left leg just goes, no. Are you, are you getting like referred sciatic pain as well in that leg or? Yeah, like down the leg, yeah, the left one. So a couple of things I was, <laughs> a couple of things I learned. Firstly, I would say I'm not a physiotherapist, so I wouldn't, this doesn't substitute yeah. medical advice. But a couple of things I learned yeah. when I had my third pregnancy, I was very nervous about this happening again. And I was much more physically active then because I was working full time as a PT. I went to see a women's physio about 22 weeks, something like that, when I started feeling the first signs of it again. Um, and she gave me a few techniques, which basically focused around belly breathing. Have you heard of belly breathing? No, I don't think so. so. Belly breathing is one of these things that's really, really helpful for pregnant women, no matter what you've got going on. Um, And it also really helps with your postnatal recovery. So maybe in a second, I'll talk you through some belly breathing and we can do it together. And that might be helpful. Um, But basically working on things like that, when you're doing anything like getting out of bed, getting out of a car, I'm sure the physios told you already to try and sort of move both legs at the same time when you're getting out of bed or a car really support your pelvic floor and your abdominal area with this belly breathing will really really help that discomfort um but in terms of your actual question about what happens after the birth um i hope that this has been explained to you by your physio um but most cases well i think it's like 99.9 cases of spd once that baby's born it just goes like you will not have the same discomfort because you don't have a baby's weight sat down on there um so you will still have pelvic instability 
like everyone who's just given birth and there's still a lot of considerations of you know how to rebuild that core and take things easy doing it but you can be rest assured that you will not be living with this pain with a newborn baby because it, cases of SPD do go when you give birth and actually it doesn't impact your birth either um it's not gonna you're not gonna have a more painful birth mm, yeah. or anything like that because I can understand why you think because especially when you've got that sort of shooting point right at the front of your pelvis you think oh my god <laughs> this is going to be tough right but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, I feel like you've been kicked between the legs or something. <laughs> yeah, it's really nasty. But you know what, as well, um, it, you know, it might be that it goes on at the same intensity throughout your pregnancy, but sometimes SPD can sort of come and go in waves as well. So depending on where baby's sitting and okay. um, things like that, you know, your mm. the pain can be particularly bad and then it can ease off. Um, when I saw that women's health physio in my third pregnancy around that time, the pain went and I didn't actually experience it for the rest of the pregnancy. So it don't, you know, worry that this is, it, this is you forever because it's not. <laughs> yeah. First case scenario. And it's not necessary. Weeks. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that in future pregnancies, it will definitely happen. Then, no. And then... Your... Definitely, um, but there are definitely some things that you can do to help prevent that. So, taking your time to rebuild your yeah. after pregnancy, after the birth, mm. is super, super, yeah. super important. And this is the case for anyone listening or anyone else online now. Um, is you know when that when your baby is born, it's about not just jumping back in to the type of fitness things that you may have been doing before you got pregnant um, because you've been through a huge thing physically and you really need to rebuild that core. Your ligaments will be very loose, like we want them to be, to allow our hips to open up and uh, you know the baby to come out of our birth canal. That's a good thing. But it takes a while for our body to change and to get that strength back in our ligaments in our pelvis and get that stability back. So just taking your time to do that um, and maybe visiting like a, a women's, um, physio and having a sort of mummy MOT there's lots of them all over the country now um, that it can be really really valuable okay well that's good that makes me much more hopeful thank you <laughs> does anybody else have any other questions for Louise hi Sophie by the way yeah, sorry, I was just eating before, so didn't want That's to go. That's all right, don't worry. Um, I just wondered, you said about uh, swimming and not doing breaststroke. Is that advice throughout the pregnancy, or is there a certain point when that comes in? Um, I doubt in the, well, in the first 12 weeks, it's probably not going to make that much difference, to be honest. But once you've got more relaxing in your body, so your ligaments start getting looser um, to allow space for the baby to grow, um, although that does start happening in the first trimester, your hips haven't moved a lot. Um, but it's good practice to start just doing normal legs rather than breaststroke because that the kind of the motion of that outward movement is moving those hips out quite a lot. And if those hips are a little bit out of line, I'm just, this is my pelvis, by the way. <laughs> I don't just do weird hard movements. <laughs> um, if your hips are a little bit out of line, like which is very normal when you're pregnant, 
and you start doing them, you're going to start really tightening up all these little muscles around your back and, you know, at the top of your glutes and you're in danger of getting worsening things or developing things like SPD or um, getting sciatic pain and things like that. So I just stick to the front crawl legs for the time when baby's in you. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. I didn't know that at all, so that's really useful. Yeah, it's a good tip because you can still do breaststroke and front crawl and you know, legs. They always sink when I try and do. <laughs> If I try and do breaststroke arm, I think my, they just don't work together, my coordination, so I just start sinking. It's quite hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So my brain's telling me, no, wrong legs, and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, um, with my, so with my first two pregnancies, I didn't train at all, um, mainly because of pelvic issues, and I just didn't feel like it. You know, it didn't feel like something I wanted to do. Um, but in my third pregnancy, I swam nearly every day um and another i just thought of another thing that is really helpful for spd is pregnancy yoga but i would make sure that your instructor is qualified in pregnancy yoga and understands the condition because there will be some positions that you don't want to be getting in um but yeah i definitely i definitely think it really helps with sort of alleviating sciatic pain pain in the lower back um all sorts of aches and pains actually i'll have a look for that thank there's, you there's probably some online courses as well um in pregnancy yoga if you know if you don't feel comfortable at the moment joining classes yeah there's actually a fantastic website it's american um called the bloom method um and i don't if any of you follow me on instagram Louise Charles PT or Tickle Pink Birth. I've got a link actually. They're doing a series next um, weekend, the Mama Summit, it's called. And it's all about sort of like birth and fitness and postnatal recovery. And they do some really good online classes. Um, and they've got whole sections for, you know, when you've got pelvic disorders as well. So okay. they're both working out, especially at the moment when you might not feel comfortable going to the gym or. Yeah. Did you all feel that baby baby hugging? I think it's so it's it's so important to do your um pelvic floor exercises. I'm guilty of not doing it myself. Mm -hmm. And I think oh, I can't remember what the statistics are, but I think that the, the percentage of women that have pelvic floor issues after birth is shockingly high and it's completely pre preventable. Um and uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's just a case of practicing, isn't it, to make sure that you kind of protect protect those muscles so that you don't end up with issues later. I had a terrible situation when I was pregnant with my second. I had them very close together, and I didn't. I for a trained professional as well. After my first, I just went hell for leather. I wanted to snap back, get my body back, and I didn't recover properly. And through my whole second pregnancy, I just wet myself. And I thought, this is me for life. I'm 33 years old and I'm just gonna be wearing, you know, tenor lady for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I really took my time with it after that pregnancy. And, and then, you know, was quite careful in my third pregnancy, but didn't have the same issues. So you can mm -hmm. definitely repair it. Just need to take, you know, take things slowly and do a lot of those lifts. Yeah. There's also some good devices you can buy now. I bought a, um, you know, Elvie who made the breast pumps. 
they yeah. make a like device that you just insert into your vagina and it you've got an app on your phone and it tells you when to squeeze and how long to hold it for i've seen a few different ones of those i saw one that looks like a bit like a vibrator yeah um i can't i can't remember what it's called now but yeah there's a, there's a few different things around aren't there it's just so it kind of helps i th- i guess you get some some kind of yeah. feedback so you know you're doing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Actually, a lot of it as well is learning how to relax the pelvic floor, mm-hmm. particularly when we're preparing for birth, because it's all very well just being able to squeeze it and squeeze it and squeeze it. But we need to learn that when we inhale, we can let that relax as well so that, you know, we're, the, the abs are working together with the pelvic floor. So it's a good thing to practice. Does anybody else have another question for Louise? I had a few, but I'm, I don't want to take over, so I'll do I'll do a few, and then we can <laughs> make sure Kate and Sophie get get their their words in. Okay, um, one question I had: so initially, so before pregnancy, I was working out five days a week, getting up at six a.m., doing half an hour in the morning, um, working out quite a lot, and then I've literally done. I mean, I've done a little bit, and I've gone for walks. Like walking is probably the most full of exercise I do. But obviously, not commuting into work has meant that kind of my step counts a lot lower. So it's been a massive reduction and change pre-pregnancy to now. So in terms of, you said, obviously, once you then start getting back into fitness, kind of in the postnatal period, once kind of recovery is all sorted, not going into the same routine that you were doing before, how would you suggest that we adapt what we used to do? Should we kind of treat it as baseline, we've never worked out, or do we go back to a, okay, modify what we did before? Um, there's probably not a sort of one size fits all approach, but I would say things that you really need to consider is that when you are postnatal, so you, you don't really want to be training until your six week check, but people know that, right? Um, but there, there is sometimes this misconception that I've had my six week check, well, I'm good to go. But actually your body is still recovering in a, you know, you're, if you're breastfeeding as well, you've, you're still carrying around the same hormones that you had in your body when you were pregnant. And it's those hormones that have a physiological change on the way you're storing muscle, the way your joints move um, and things like that. And that's where the focus needs to be. So where sometimes the focus maybe before pregnancy is on like keeping lean and looking great. What we need to think about post-pregnancy is building our strength back up. So while you're pregnant, you will lose quite a lot of muscle mass. Um, you know, you'll be storing a lot more fat because your body needs it. You know, that there's a reason we all change a lot when we're pregnant. And it's because our babies need us to. And we need those reserves for when we're breastfeeding um, afterwards. So the focus really should be on building strength. So resistance training is super important. But if I don't know if you lifted weights before you were pregnant. So where you might before have, you know, gone up to a squat rack and put 40 kgs on and started squatting, you'll probably just be doing body weight, you know, because you will have lost that, the muscle mass that allowed you to do 40 kgs. But it doesn't mean that's not coming back, right? Mm -hmm. You just need to take the time and slowly build that up. And, you know, you'd have noticed before if you were weightlifting that if you went on a two-week holiday and then got back in the squat rack is you're going to really hurt after that first session um so it's just you know it's taking things slowly and building back up again listening to your body listening to cues 
not working out every day, you know, and just taking the time, your body will recover. You know, if you were, if you were fit and healthy before you were pregnant, you'll get that back. So just take your time, enjoy your baby. Don't panic about your body because it will come back. Um, and when, you know, you're pregnant for nine months, it's going to take nine months and a bit more to feel like you're not again. Mm. I had my baby 10 months ago and I still feel the effects of the pregnancy. So, you know, it's just about slowly rebuilding, you know, some, like if, so if you're looking for some really specific things to avoid, things like running or plyometrics, so jumping, anything that's putting strain on that pelvic floor. Because you know, if you think about your pelvic floor as a hammock, before you had a baby, all it had to do was hold up your organs inside. And then it's held a massive placenta, a massive baby, and it's, it's weakened. And it needs to strengthen back up again before you start pounding the pavements and doing this to it. So, and that's the same really with every single joint in your body. So your knees, your ankles, your back, um, it is worth taking your time because you'll reap the rewards of that in six months, a year's time, when you can actually go back to, you know, doing some jumping or some running and not facing, you know, issues with your pelvic floor or pains in your knees and things like that. So more gentle stuff, I guess, like yoga and Pilates or that kind of thing. It's more stretching as opposed to jumping squats kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think strength, I do think you can be in the gym, you know, you can be doing resistance work, but just uh, with a lot less weight than you did before and build up the way you would have done when you first started yeah. weight training, you know, that, you know, you start with your body weight. And then when you're doing, you know, three sets of 12 reps of body weight squats and you're feeling good and strong, then you might think about adding some 5k dumbbells. And then in three weeks time, you might say, I'm going to, I'm going to work on the bar, you know, and that, but it's just about taking that gradually, you know, and follow a program. There's so much good content online. If you're, I wouldn't just go onto YouTube and find any old video, but you know, following, finding people who are really qualified, um, who run online programs and things like that, that can be really valuable. And you can be doing it, you know, with your baby in the corner of the room if, if you want to. Is there anything that that um, they, you, you can do before your six-week check? Or is there anything that they should be doing before their six-week check? I would definitely start working on your pelvic floor before your six-week check. Yeah. It's probably something that people are doing throughout their pregnancy, or at least... You know, when the midwife asks us, we all go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you do, you do a couple while she's yeah. talking to me, like trying not to make it look like you are. And then you forget. So a few sort of tips that I give people for that is, um, I actually stole this off someone. I can't even remember who it is, so I can't credit them with it. But they gave their clients all um, like these little red dots. You know, the tiny little stickers you get, um, red dots. And they sort of put them in subtle places around the house that they might visit quite a lot. Maybe yeah. like above the changing mat. And then every time you see that red dot, you do some pelvic lifts. Um, and the other really big one, which I might actually talk you through now, because it seems like a good time, is belly breathing. Mm -hmm. So this is something that is really great to practice while you're pregnant, because it's a really, you feel, you get really good feedback with it when you're pregnant. But Erin, you can do this too. I'll join in. Okay, so if you guys put your hands on your tummy, Put your hands on baby or just tummies. 
Okay, I just want you to breathe normally. So, in fact, take one of your hands and put it on your chest and one on your tummy. And just be aware of when you inhale, where that breath is going, which hand is rising, your belly or your chest hand. Now, what I want you to try and do is breathe into your belly. So as you inhale, belly expands. Now, as you exhale, just pull baby towards you. Hug baby into your body. If you're trying to hide your pregnancy. <laughs> Not that you probably can at 30 weeks anymore. Bit late now. Yeah. <laughs> Breathing in again, let the belly expand. Breathing out, hug that baby towards you. So try and make sure that the chest isn't rising here. As you breathe in, it's coming into the baby. And as you breathe out, you're hugging the baby towards you. Now we're gonna add the pelvic floor in, okay? So hands on, you can put both hands on your belly now. So as you breathe in, those hands expand out. As you breathe out, belly comes towards you, hugging your baby, lift your pelvic floor. Breathe out, relax your pelvic floor, belly expands. Breathe in, sorry. <laughs> Breathe out, hug your baby towards you, pelvic floor. Breathe in, let your hands expand, pelvic floor relaxes. Breathe out, hug the baby towards you, pelvic floor lifts. So this is belly breathing. Okay, and there's lots of ways we can practice this when we're pregnant that will help strengthen our core muscles without putting so much pressure on our abdomen. Um, a good way is to be doing it on, on all fours. So now you've got that connection, you know what it feels like to pull the baby in. If you are on an, in an all fours position and you exhale and it's, you're lifting the baby up into you and you can really feel that, you get really good feedback. And it's a great way to practice this when you're pregnant, because when you've had the baby and everything feels a bit loose down here, it can be quite difficult to feel that connection again. And what you're trying to do is sort of train your muscles to come back together, to lift the pelvic floor and feel everything wrap and lift. If you've practiced it when you're pregnant, you know, you've got the muscle memory, you know what you have to be doing to feel that connection again. Um, and going back to sort of how you can protect with the SPD doing that, every time you lift anything, you know, whether it's a, you know, bag of potatoes or, a, you know, a shopping bag, or you're getting out of bed, when you're doing anything that involves strain on your body, make sure you're in that brace position. So you've got that, the, the baby is hugged towards you, your pelvic floor is lifted as you go to stand up. And that way you're just protecting that whole area. You're protecting your lower back, you're making the core work, but not in a way that's going to put too much pressure in the abdomen. Dina, did you have another question you wanted to ask? Um, another question I had was about, um, so I guess best exercises for labour, I guess, or pre preparing your body. So um, I'm planning a home birth and um, had a really good course there and spoke, spoke about positions and things, and obviously a lot of them are kind of um not lying on a bed relaxing chilling legs up in the air it's more kind of active positions on all fours or whatever mm. so i guess other than the standard strengthening your glutes and your arms and is there anything in particular you'd recommend just to kind of 
strengthen our bodies for to be able to kind of last long and not feel as tired and drained from the kind of the process i think keeping up with things like walking is great you know your cardiovascular fitness is really important and it's really good for baby to feel your heart rate raised as well um so that's going to help you with the endurance side of labor um and in terms of practicing strength for the positions that you're going to give birth in the best way to do that is to practice being in those positions really you know at upright forward i'm sure erin's given you some amazing um she's got some great visuals as well mm-hmm. um on birthing positions so you know practice doing those um and holding those positions or feeling active because it's you, um, I'm sure Erin's explained this as well anyway, but when you're in those positions, you're not necessarily going to be stationary as well. So when you're practicing, you don't need to be, you don't just need to hold it. So, you know, if one of them is sort of like, I'm going to put my leg up here. Um, if you wanted to like leg up like this, you know, stand there and move around a bit and see how it feels. You know, it's going to, all of those things are going to be helping move baby down and um, things like that anyway. So, And you don't want to be trying out positions for the first time in labor um that's not the right time to be kind of doing things for the first time so it's a really good idea to 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 practice and try out different positions because you might find some that are more that are easier than others to to get into or you might find some that are more comfortable than others so definitely try them out before before you go into labor i definitely found i don't know about you erin but with my when it came to the you know final stage of birth and the baby you, within you you find strength you did not know you had you yeah. could like you could lift a car because your body you know it's the one time we do get this shot of adrenaline that we sort of want in labor isn't it mm. and your body can do anything and you're going to feel like you can take on the world because you're birthing your baby so i wouldn't worry that you're going to get to that point and you're not going to have the strength or because you're the body is an amazing thing yeah. and that's oh I get excited thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love giving birth <laughs> you also might find that you instinctively get yourself into the positions that you need to get into mm-hmm. um, so I would say don't overthink it too much <clears throat> because you're you kind of almost want to follow your body's lead um, and if, if something feels like you know that's the right position for you then there's probably a reason for it, either baby's position or, you know, so don't, don't overanalyze it too much and kind of follow your body's lead because you, your, your instincts uh, have, you know, they, they, they can kick in. If you've ever done any yoga and know a cat cow pose, yeah. that's such a lovely pose to be doing when you're, it, when you're pregnant and especially when you're getting into that you're in that final trimester and everything just hurts a bit um you know you just relieve some strain off your lower back but also it's going to be great when you're birthing as well because you're in that all fours position your pelvis is nice and open um and a lot of people birth in that position so it's also a good one for getting baby into a good position if you do it throughout pregnancy because it's going to encourage baby to 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 rotate um uh, back facing out to your outside your belly which is a optimal more optimal position for baby to be in for birth does anybody else have another question for louise i've got one if that's okay um so i'm not so far along i'm about 17 weeks and i've just been hearing a bit about 
how your abdominal muscles need to be knitted together after birth and you have like a, like a certain amount of time to do that effectively um, and I just wondered if there's anything you can be doing during the pregnancy and kind of what exercises just afterwards really help with that process okay so the belly breathing that we just did is your go-to okay because what you're doing with there is you're strengthening um your sort of your abdominals at the side here um so your obliques which are going to help pull you back in so if we can associate using our obliques with our breath then every single time you're breathing you're strengthening your abdominal muscles right so you're not going to just be rebuilding your strength when you're doing exercises or when you're in the gym it's when you're lifting the baby when you're getting out of the car when you're doing anything you're going to be using these abdominals to knit your abs back together um i guess when people say to your abs back together probably refer is that you can some people have something called diastasis recti after pregnancy which is where their abs have separated so as the belly gets a lot bigger your abs move further away and some people's don't go back together some people's not everyone's and it's really it's a relatively small amount of people that this happens to some of the things that can cause that to happen is going back to exercise too quickly mm-hmm. particularly doing things like crunches so anything and when we're talking about your knitting your abs back together we're talking about your rectus abdominis so your six pack or eight pack or We've all got them. They've just got a little coat around them sometimes. Um, so what we're talking about is knitting those ones back together. And if you're doing things like crunches, so imagine these, you're constantly putting strain and pressure behind those abdominals. So if you worry your belly's a bit loose and you start doing loads of crunches, six, you know, you've got your six-week check, you're back in the gym and you're, you know, in your body pump or whatever and it's the ab section you're going for it and going for it but then they're not yet joined back together then you're just increasing that pressure that's pushing out through the middle here Mm -hmm. so really working on work on that pelvic floor that belly lift for i would say i i mean i wouldn't have a client doing crunches unless they had incredibly strong core two years after having a baby I, i would never do them because it's just they're not that effective anyway so it's working on things like you know holding positions like planks um the only probably isn't doming when you're doing that um and just doing that gentle belly breathing um things like that that will help them come back together um and doing them while you're pregnant the other thing that's super important is to avoid doing anything that's putting strain on your core when you're pregnant because that's going to add to any kind of risk of aspiration so when you're getting a test even if you feel really strong course don't just sit you know you want to use your hands or turn to the side and get up rather than because you're essentially doing a sit up you know crunch then and i don't know if you've noticed this yet but you might see your belly sort of Mm. in a pyramid shape when you sit try and sit up like that when you're pregnant or even postnatally and that's put, that's because all that pressure is going right up the middle of your abdominals. So we want to try and keep that down by just supporting the body. But don't worry too much about that as well. And you can always get your GP to check um, your abdominals 
after you've given birth and also women's physios are amazing for that um and they'll just you know that what they do is like a finger test to see how many fingers width are between your abdominals but you should be fine as long as you don't just go straight back into doing loads of ab work or carry on doing it while you're pregnant then it's fairly unlikely to happen unless you're carrying like multiples when people carry twins it's more likely obvious reasons. Ask, you said not to do like crunches or a no-go is that the same for like leg raises and like yeah. other kind of exercises that we do so other than the plank and I guess like a plank where you kind of twist side to side so anything else that's kind of putting you know like like sit-ups and leg raises they're in the same category as crunches and would be a no-go? Um, initially postnatally yes yeah. um, and you'll you'll feel this because um, I don't really have space here but what I might uh I'll film a little video and put it on my Instagram and show you because I still feel my bed I'm 10 months postnatal at the moment and if I was to lie on my back and do straight leg raises like this my belly would dome slightly and I could it would feel hard when I'm doing it but it would be doming and that's because I haven't got the inner core strength to be pulling the the abs down in order to lift the legs so my body's just putting pressure out so until you've got that core strength you just need to adapt those exercises so leg raises a great way to adapt them is to instead of doing a leg raise do a leg drop with bent legs so do a single leg drop and incorporate the belly breathing at the same time so you would have your legs up you inhale as you exhale hug belly in towards you belly button spine pelvic floor up leg drop come up inhale exhale so all the time you're doing that exhale and pulling that core in you're supporting your core while you're doing the exercise and that goes for you know if you were lifting or squatting or anything does that make sense yeah anybody else have another question for louise <clears throat> um just this morning so if running postnatally weakens your pelvic floor is it doing the same thing in pregnancy too Yes, it is. It, I think you're, you're fine really until the baby is putting a lot of weight onto your pelvic floor. So do you, do you run then, is that? Uh, yeah, I, at the moment it's not very much, it's like once a week. Okay, and it's not, not very how far or long? Uh, it's about, at the moment, like 5k, so. Okay, so, and you're 17 weeks. So if you're not experiencing any issues with your pelvic floor while you're doing it, you're not having any leaking, and if you haven't got a big bump at the moment and you feel okay, then that's fine. But the, the things you need to be aware of is that your joints are going to get looser. So you're going to be more prone to injury. Um, so you need to be aware of that, you know, turning around, things like that. As your center of gravity changes, because your bump gets bigger as well, that's also going to make it a little riskier, more risky, you know, of turning over on your ankle, things like that um and then the obvious as the baby gets bigger that's putting more and more pressure on the pelvic floor because your pelvic floor really is like a hammock and mm. um, you know it's just a sort of string of hammocks does anyone else have any other questions oh just a quick one um swimming after you've given birth is there a certain length of time you should wait or does it depend on what birth you end up having and um, not really. I mean, I would wait until you've had your checks. Um, yeah. So, and if you have a 
cesarean, then it's likely that you'll be told by your consultant or GP to wait until 12 weeks to do any exercise, um, which okay. is really, really important. And in swimming as well, you're, you are doing quite a lot of stretching. If you think when you do mm. for a uh, crawl, like you are really sort of opening out through your core. So if you've got a scar there, um, mm. then you don't want to risk opening that. But also your body sort of gives you the indication because you could still be bleeding. You know, some people mm. bleed for four weeks, some people bleed for 10, some longer. So um, you, you're not, you can't wear tampons and things like that when you're bleeding postnatally. So it's unlikely that you probably be swimming in a time when you shouldn't anyway. Right. So just wait for all of that to calm down. And Yeah. And the midwives do actually, the, the, the bleeding is a good point actually because I, I remember the midwives do say that you'll you you'll know you're overdoing things if if the blood loss increases um significantly um it's kind of a sign that you need to you need to rest um and you need to 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 stop stop being so physical um so that's definitely something to keep an eye on after you give birth if while you are still bleeding if it if you do get an increase in blood loss that you probably need to slow down a little bit definitely with walking and things like that and I think Erin that's just reminded me how I felt after my first baby because I'd had the SPD and I'd not done anything mm. all of a sudden I didn't have this massive baby in me and I was like walking around town with my bugaboo my baby look at me and after like a week of that I was sore you know really sore because I hadn't rested enough mm. so just be aware like, even if you think you know, oh God, I feel great. You really, you need to listen to your body. And if you're getting like a pulling feeling in your pelvic area and an increase in blood, then you need to listen and get into bed, skin to skin, get everyone to wait on you and relax. <laughs> yeah, you do. <clears throat> you definitely, you, you do need to rest after, after giving birth. You've got plenty of time to get back into shape. Um, I always tell my my clients when I'm go, in my hypnobirthing classes that after you give birth, you have a dinner plate sized wound on the inside of you where the placentas come away from the inside of the uterus. And that's, you know, even if you haven't had a C-section, that's still a huge wound that needs to heal. Um, so you do need to give yourself enough time to, 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 to heal internally um, before you, you start getting up and about and, and you know, um, getting getting active again. I would also just be really, I mean, you three ladies all seem very smart, um, but you know, anyone who's listening, just to be really wary of falling down the rabbit hole of weight loss after pregnancy, mm. because th there's a lot to unpick with this. First of all, if, you're, if you just chase weight loss, you're not going to end up happy with the results you see, because you'll have lost a lot of muscle when you're pregnant, and if you start just sort of dieting and ramming in the exercise you're just going to end up absolutely exhausted flabbier and weighing a bit less that's it <laughs> and hungry so it's you know you've got it will go so quickly those first six months and then you've got the rest of your life to sort that out but it you know just doing loads of cardio things like that and exhausting yourself it's just you're not going to enjoy those first few months mm. and it's just not worth it it really really isn't I didn't do anything for five months after this last baby at all I just did a bit of walking 
and it really didn't take that long just to feel like I was getting some strength back and then be able to be in a routine where I was working out so I was there and that's really not that long in you know, the quarantine so take your time enjoy your baby and be fit because it feels good does anybody else have any more any more questions for Louise other than obviously they're kind of the bleeding and the feeling that that feeling which will signal to you you're doing too much normally like and obviously this is kind of way down the line normally when you work and I do a lot of I do more I do, I do less cardio and more kind of weight training mm -hmm. and also you get like the burn and you feel in your muscles and it feels great like pre-pregnancy and you kind of know okay I'm doing something that's great when we're getting back into it should it be that we kind of stop before we get to that point at the start to ease us into it and then then start building up more i guess to where it doesn't hurt but obviously it feels like you've got kind of your, the muscles are working a bit more just to know like when to stop i guess like at what point do you say okay my body's done enough now i'm gonna i'm gonna chill out for the rest of the day what i would do is i would start with like 20 minute workouts right. that are full body workouts you know doing something like right today i'm gonna do some squats I'm going to do some body weight deadlifts. I'm going to do some overhead raises with my baby or with, you know, yeah. two bottles of wine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm going to, and I'm just going to do that six times, you know, or, I'm, you know, I'm going to do something really simple for a minute and see how I feel. Yeah. You know, and what I'm going to be doing is chasing doms because that's not that effective anyway. Because you haven't had an effective workout just because you hurt. You know, you can have really effective workouts without feeling pain. And also, you do not want to be at, like walking down the stairs holding your baby, going, oh God, every time you take a step. You know, yeah. we've all been there where you're holding onto the banister and the wall as you go down. <laughs> and that's not a good look when you're holding a baby. <laughs> so, you know, there'll be time for that, you know, in a year's time or, you know, when they in some childcare and you want to start, you know, smashing out the deadlifts and the squats and getting those doms back, do it then. But, you know, you want to be able to lift your baby without hurting. So just taking it easy, you know, doing 20 minutes a day for three weeks, not three weeks after your checks, and then maybe up that to 40 minutes for three weeks and then see how that feels. You might feel at 40 enough. And there's, says exercise has to be for an hour anyway so just you know find the time that you've got all the time that you want to do it um and then just do a little something and you you'll be in tune with it. if you're doing hypnobirthing as well you're going to be so you're so in tune with the things your body's telling you and yeah. and i think that's heightened a lot after you've had your baby as well because you're you're so in tune with your instincts to give your baby what your baby needs that you're in tune with yourself as well and I think you'll be able to answer a lot of your own questions, actually. Yeah. We're coming up to the hour now. Does anybody have any other questions before we, before we finish up our session? No? Oh, thank you so much for joining, everybody. And I hope you've um, hope you found it useful. Thank you, Louise. I really appreciate it. I've learned loads. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'll, I'll, um, I'll send an email to all of you after this session um, with um, Louise's links. Um, Louise, what's your Instagram um, handle? So I'm at Louise Charles PT. 
cool so if anyone wants to give louise a follow on instagram um and i'll send you all um a, um some links um from louise um after the session um and um do follow me on instagram as well if you don't already it's better birth uk um and good luck with your pregnancies um and um i'm sure you'll be you'll be fantastic um and uh yeah don't just go easy on yourselves and um don't um don't put too much pressure on yourselves but you'll you'll be fine thanks thank thank you. take care bye ladies thanks bye. thank you so bye. much thanks bye bye the Better Birth podcast and all of its content is for educational and informational purposes only. You should consult your midwife or your doctor for anything in relation to your own pregnancy and birth. The opinions and the views of the guests on the Better Birth podcast are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Better Birth or Erin Fung. <laughs>